Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Not sure what happened. Hey, I'm not sure what happened with Mitch McConnell yesterday. I think they needed to do just like a Control-Alt-Delete reboot or something. I don't know. I, I couldn't see behind, like, you know, couldn't see under the hood there. Um, no, have you seen this clip yet? He's right in the middle. I'm not going to play it because it's just him standing there. It's like, it's a visual thing, and the radio doesn't really convey that very well. But allow me to paint the picture. They're standing, you know, the, the, the classic uh, hallway press conference deal. They, they throw a podium out there, and they're down like this long hallway, so you see behind them. And, uh, and they've got some guys, like some senators, you know, filing around uh, Mitch, and, you know, they'll start talking like, and everybody's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and nodding along and stuff. Well, he gets up there, and he starts, he gets like two words out, and then he just kind of freezes. And finally people realize, because, you know, they're behind him. They can't see what's happening. If he's looking at somebody, you know, maybe he's smiling or mouthing something or looking at his notes or whatever. They can't really see. And finally, somebody realizes, like, the dude's just, like, like, like it just shut down. Whatever the, the operating system was, it just it went dark. And so they needed to do the reboot or something. And so, no, I mean, in all seriousness, he, he, he did not seem well. He froze. This reminded me a little bit of the, remember the Jerry Nadler episode? Not the... Well, okay, maybe it was the one with the, where we kind of like shuffled off as if he had made a mess in his pants. But the like that's that's what it kind of reminded me of. Or you know, like Joe Biden on like a day that ends in Y. That's that's what it reminded me of. And so Mitch McConnell had this episode yesterday. Um, this is from Townhall.com. Matt Vespa, love his uh, motorcycles. But uh, anyway, Senator Mitch McConnell froze during a press conference. Uh, Mid-sentence, he appeared to not be in good health before being escorted away from the podium by senators uh, or by Senator John Barrasso from Wyoming, which makes sense because it would take a guy from Wyoming to kind of, you know, wrestle up uh, an errant senator. Anyway, uh, McConnell later said he was fine and President Joe Biden had called him to check up on him. (laughs) Can you imagine what that phone call? Can we get a readout? Where's Vinman? Can I get a readout of that call? Oh my goodness! You know that the you all right. First off, do they have the translators on on the phone to decipher what's being said about that? Uh, about the blanking out on the on the press conference? Really? Like? My God. Because you could not leave that up to just a closed captioning program. You could not leave that up to AI. You see what happens when they do like the automatic closed captioning on your TV show, and it turns like they're they're saying things, they're typing things that are in there that are like so far away from, like it's kind of comical. It's so far away from what the people are saying, but it sounds like something else to the program, and so it just puts up this gibberish. But in this case, the gibberish would be the accurate record. That would. <laughs> I kid. I kid the octogenarians. I kid. 
Um, so McConnell said he was fine. Joe Biden calls in. They have a chat. He says that he told Biden that he got sandbagged. Yeah. Get it? Because that's what Biden said. He got sandbagged when he tripped and fell. Nary a sandbag near him. Anyway, um, but that's not the whole story, says Matt Vespa. Mr. McConnell collapsed at Reagan National Airport before his minor medical episode at the press conference yesterday. Did you know that? I didn't know that. And I follow this stuff pretty closely. I mean, not Mitch McConnell's health news or anything, but if, you know, the Senate minority leader collapses someplace, uh, that's usually in the news. And I will see a headline, I'll read a little blurb on it, and then I'll just, you know, store it away in the mental filing cabinet. And uh, I never saw anything about this. This happened on July 14th, apparently. Uh, McConnell tripped and fell while disembarking from a plane at Reagan National Airport earlier this month. Oh, do you think that Joe and Mitch talked about, like, the, the footwear thing? Right? Or the lower staircase out of the plane thing? Although, I don't know. I, yeah, Mitch is flying commercial. They probably don't let him exit through the cargo hold like they let uh, Biden on Air Force One. But... They, you know, Biden could have given him some tips about the sneakers, right? How you're wearing the sneakers more often. Uh, and so you can hide that a little bit by dressing in some khakis and a polo shirt. Then you throw on some sneakers and nobody could ever tell the difference. Nobody knows, right? Um, also, they got those rubber uh, implants or whatever. Or I don't know what you call them, but these little grips that go on the bottom of the shoes. Right? Because when Biden fell, when he was accosted by the sandbag... Um, and he was like people took pictures of it. You could see on the bottom of his shoes that they had like like a like a horseshoe, you know, like horse hooves. And they put the horseshoe on the. They did somebody did that. He's got some I don't know stickums or something up underneath his shoes that are uh, you know help for to help his balance. He should check out Vionics. I mean, they're made for like plantar fasciitis. I, I have a pair, uh, actually, I have a pair of sandals too. They're fantastic, and I'm not an endorser. I just bought them. They're great shoes. Um, and, you know, stylish patterns and stuff. It's it's fantastic. I'm sure they've got something, or maybe the Good Feet store, right? I'm sure they got something, like, extra grippy, but looks like a looks like a wingtip. Anyway, McConnell, who is now 81 years old, he was not seriously hurt in that fall um, while disembarking. Also, of note, fell while getting off the plane. So he's, I guess he was, like, walking through the... Right, because he's not walking down the staircase. He's at Reagan National. He's not coming down a big staircase, I guess. He's just walking through the tunnel thing, right, that connects to the plane. Either way, he did not fall upstairs. So he has that going for him. The Senate's top Republican has also been using a wheelchair. Did you know that? Now they say it's a precautionary measure when navigating crowded airports. And I totally get that. Uh, when I had so uh, this happened when I was in uh, in Asheville, I uh, I got hit with um, uh, vertigo, and not so. What I learned, I learned a lot about vertigo, and I learned a lot about the vestibular nerves in your ears, um, because there are a whole bunch of different kinds of vertigo. A lot of it's connected to anxiety. Mine was not. Uh, it's also connected to like dehydration. Mine was not. It's connected to. Uh, what they call central vertigo, which is something in the brain, which is very bad. Mine was not. Uh, mine was uh, 
peripheral, what they call peripheral, which means in the ears. So it's on the side of the brain, in the periphery. And so just like a cold virus, like a rhinovirus or something, or maybe I was like one of the first victims of COVID back in like 2018 or whatever. I don't know. But I got hit with this vertigo. It just one day I woke up and I started doing my show prep and I'm starting to feel nauseous. And so I'm like, oh, I I think I may have the flu. So I called in sick. I don't want to get anybody else sick because you know me, I'm a giver. So I I stay home and I, I lay down. I get back up later, and now everything is spinning. And I pieced it together later. I was uh, nauseous because I was seeing double. And it was causing me, because it was just starting. Uh, The vertigo was just starting. And so what ended up happening, what we determined, was that this virus landed on my vestibular nerve in my left ear. And so the, the nerve has like three sort of strands that come out of it. One controls your X axis, one's your Y axis, and one's the Z axis. And this is like a level, like when you're using like a construction level to make sure something is straight. And there's like, and that, that tells your brain, and the brain tells your eyeballs where to look because it the the movement of the head tells the brain, oh, you're looking left, you're looking right or up or down or moving forward or backwards. So that got short-circuited with the virus. It landed on the nerve. And so it blew out two of the three. And so everything was, I was seeing double and everything was, quote, spinning, but it was kind of like just wiping away. Anyway, when I went through the rehab and all this, you have to basically retrain the brain to not see these false error messages basically coming in from the ear. And so the doctor said to me, hey, do you want a cane? I said, I don't know if I need a cane. It's, uh, you know, because like, I'm not, uh, I mean, you do have balance issues after that, but... Um, I said, I, I don't, like, I, I'm, it's not like I needed to stand up or anything, especially, you know, I'm two or three weeks out. And by the way, if you ever get hit with vertigo, the first two weeks are critical. If, because whatever, especially as you get older, whatever your, your neuroplasticity gets less as you get older and the brain cannot retrain itself as easily. So if I was like 70 and this happened, I'd have been screwed. Um, I, I would probably be like sedated for the rest of my life. But um, the, uh, uh, the cane, the doc said, was for other people. Because when you're walking around in a crowd, the cane or like an arm sling or something. I was talking to a neighbor the other day who had uh, had some sort of a surgery on his uh, shoulder. And they said he could, t- he could take off the sling, but that he should wear it when he goes out in public. Because it keeps people away from you. It's a visual cue to every other moron that you encounter. And I said, well, this is, that is interesting. I am on board with the morons around me philosophy. So I ended up not using it because I was, uh, I was okay, but um, uh, I felt okay enough. But I did notice, and I still do, people get, if they come up on my left side, it's very disorienting to me. It, and I can't explain it other than that. So I just, like, usually just, like, punch them or something, and then uh, that sends the message not to roll up on my six like that. Or I guess my nine. Anyway, Mitch McConnell is a polio survivor. He has long struggled to navigate stairs and other obstacles. He has a difficult uh, recent history with falls. Did you know that he suffered a concussion and a uh, cracked rib in a fall in Washington earlier this year? He spent six weeks away from the Senate. Also, he fractured his shoulder in a fall back in Kentucky in 2019 that required surgery. Now, Vespa points out, yes, McConnell is old, probably should look to retire, but he appears to be okay. That's good. But even on his worst day, he appears to be more lucid than Joe Biden. So he does have that going for him. Here's an email to Pete at thepetecalendarshow.com. 
Uh, Pete, it sure looked like a neurological event that Mitch McConnell suffered of some kind, a stroke or maybe a a petty mal seizure. Uh, We need some younger folks in Washington. Um, Somebody said, where was this? I guess this was on Twitter. Um, Let me see. Here it is from Mary. It's a Pete tweet. Mitch McConnell suffered a concussion in March of this year. That was only a couple of months ago, so it's not surprising that something like this could pop up if it's related to the concussion, which it could be. That's a very good point. Um, yeah, was there some yeah, is there some issue going on if he fell, bonked his head, had the concussion, uh, and then uh, he freezes up like that? Is that a neurological deal? He said uh, he felt lightheaded, and so who knows what that could be? Like. Uh, maybe he didn't eat enough, uh, you know, food at lunch. Maybe he skipped lunch, or maybe he was out there on a thirst strike with that, uh, with that progressive wacko out at the Capitol. Guy's a congressman. Do you see see the story? <laughs> I'll tell you in a minute about it. This guy's nuts. It's like congratulations, you like skipped lunch. Anyway, um, Mary says uh, Biden has done this and much, much worse. The videos are all out there. It's just as bad to say nonsensical things as it is to say nothing at all. That's true, right? Like, it's just, these are concerning issues, whether you're mumbling gibberish, God save the queen, man, or, you know, you're, uh, or you're yelling at people, uh, or you're just freezing. And, And the look on his face when he froze was a look of confusion, of disconnect. And anybody who has been a caregiver for uh, for an elder parent, you've seen that look, you know? Well, most, I should say anybody, but virtually everybody who has, you've seen that look. Um, Feinstein, by the way, Diane Feinstein had the same thing happen to her, not with the freezing, but she's in a committee meeting, what, yesterday, I believe, and her aides are sitting there. You can hear them on the microphones. They're like, just vote I, just vote I. And she's trying to read something. And they're like, just just vote I. This is not the time to read that. Just vote I. And, oh, 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 okay. All right. I guess I just vote I. Like, come on, people. So here's the thing. Maybe Gavin Newsom isn't waiting in the wings to be president. Maybe he's waiting in the wings to be vice president. Kamala Harris gets to make the nomination, and she picks. If she gets to be president under Article 25, she goes up. VP picks a nominee, has to get a majority vote in the House and Senate, and maybe that's what Gavin Newsom is doing. All right, more on that in a minute. First, let me tell you, the Heritage Life Skills event was fantastic. Every year, Bill and Jan Sturette organize the event to help people get educated on how to be prepared for anything. The Sturettes own Carolina Readiness Supply, 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials you'll need for any kind of emergency. Food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies, because being prepared is just smart. The Heritage Life Skills event brings educators and vendors from all over to help people do just that. I was honored to be able to be a small part of it. And whether you're an experienced prepper, have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at CarolinaReadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? There we go. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Hello, David. Welcome to the show. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, so thank you for having me on, Pete. Yes, sir. Pete, I'm a retired physician. I practice medicine for over 30 years, and I saw Senator McConnell's neurological event uh, on television yesterday. It looks to me like it's what we call an absence seizure. 
an absence seizure where you suddenly are absent. And what probably happened is he probably hit his head, I guess in March, had a concussion. After head trauma, you can have a delayed bleed inside the skull. They They call that a subdural hematoma. The blood accumulates uh, uh, gradually. It compresses the brain over to the opposite side of the head, and it can cause seizures. What he needs is an immediate CT scan with and without contrast or an MRI. They'll probably see a subdural hematoma. They'll uh, put a little hole in his head. They'll suck out the clot. He'll be good. Mm -hmm. This is not aging. This is not what Joe Biden suffers from, the dementia from aging. Mm -hmm. This is an injury. Once Senator McConnell gets diagnosed properly and treated properly, he'll be good. So uh, what what is your confidence that that's probably occurring or has already occurred at this point? I'd say uh, 70 percent. Yeah, I I would imagine that after, you know, he's like, oh, I feel fine. I feel fine. I'd imagine they they've booked at least booked, if not already uh, sent them through with a scan. Everybody who has a seizure feels fine when it's over. Mm. Uh, The the other possibility is because of his age, he could always have a brain tumor. Which yeah. causes, but that'll show up on the scan uh, uh, anyway. Yeah, and so uh, I'm, I'm sure they're handling it properly. But it looks to me like it was what they call an absence seizure. Gotcha. I th- at first, I thought you were talking about the thing I had back in college when we got all of that absinthe, and it's to- but it's a totally different <laughs> thing. You're saying. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh no no a b s e n c e. I got you. All right, uh, Doc. Thanks so much for the call. I appreciate it, David. Thank you, Pete. Yeah, all right, bye. take care. Um, Mitch McConnell just kind of froze in place, and uh, it like kind of a scary kind of blank look on his face. And he was like, they kind of like, oh, let's let's take you back, and they kind of walked him away. And then a little bit later, he came back. It's all, it, you know, what what David's uh, uh, diagnosis reminds me of is the remember that there was the uh, the actress who got into the car wreck down in Atlanta, and she felt fine. She went over and sat on a curb, and then all of a sudden she like just died. There was another famous person in like a ski accident or something and then and then just died later on um that's kind of that's kind of what it reminds me of. Uh, let me go to the uh, emails here. Pete at the PeteCalendarShow dot com. Uh, let's uh, open up the mail sack and see what's inside. This is from Lance. It wasn't the real Mitch McConnell. It was a robot stand-in that was streaming instructions on what to say when the download was interrupted. The reboot was necessary. That's it. Actually, my thought was that it could have been a mini stroke. Um, let's see here. Jan says, uh, onset of dizziness. I get that from time to time, usually on Saturday nights after 7 p.m. Uh, p.m. And it gets uh, a lot worse as the night progresses. It's typically followed by a bad headache the next day. Not sure what the cause is. On a serious note, did you realize uh, that you were still? Didn't you realize you were still dealing with this? Yes, yeah. The the lasting effects of the vertigo that I suffered uh, three years ago, I guess, or four years ago now, um, they're permanent. That that never goes away. Uh, So you got so when you get the peripheral vertigo, you have about two weeks before the messaging in the brain doesn't start it doesn't continue repairing itself so the so like i was down for two days um and we like immediately went into uh urgent care they diagnosed me as having the peripheral um and they gave me a little bit of i forget what it's called 
uh, uh, meclizine, I think, or something like that. Um, and it, it basically, it, uh, it reduces the dizziness, but it just knocked me out. And so I slept for like two straight days. Uh, and then it was immediate rehab where you would do, um, where I would do, uh, they, they would have me look at a, a spot on a wall and you focus on the spot on the wall and you turn your head left and then right at like, uh, like 45 degrees to the left and then center and then 45 degrees to the right. And you just go left and right, left and right. And you would do that for like five minutes and then you would do up and down, up and down. You would walk down. I would walk down the long hallway at the radio station after my shift was over. I would walk down this really long hallway and I'd pick a spot, the exit sign. I would focus on the exit sign and I would walk all the way down the hallway, focusing on the exit sign and doing that left, right, up, down. There was a thing with a string. You hold it to your nose and you pull out the string from your nose and you focus on these beads, these two beads that are on it, on the string, moving your eye from, you know, close up to far away, close up, far away. And you do that for the Z-axis uh, rehab because you're, you're basically trying to regroove the brain, trying to give it more information so it starts weeding out the false error messages because what happens is the 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 nerve is telling your brain oh we're the head's turning left but the nerve on the right side of my head saying no we're not and so it it's constantly doing this uh like it's it's sending the message so the eye starts looking to the uh to the right because it's all reversed so you start looking to the right but then the right side of the brain says no we're not and it snaps it back and so it's this constant movement of uh, down and to the right, down and to the right, down and to the right. And so it keeps doing that and then snapping back to the normal position and just constant. So that was during the, the worst of it. But the, the balance issues, the, the audio issues, they're there forever. Um, so like when I go into, uh, you know, where it's worst, uh, where it's the worst is um, the little foyer, foyer, foyer. I always sound like an idiot when I say whatever... Like I, I feel like a like a like a snob, like I'm trying to speak French when I say foyer, but whatever. The, in the little the vestibule area, uh, in in the grocery stores where they put all the shopping carts, you got the tile floor and the glass walls, and it's and, and people are like banging those carts all around, and it's really loud and it echoes. That is that is disorienting, um, because that it's just from the audio side, but. Uh, uh, let me see here. Do, 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 this is from Stan. He says, if Joe Biden ends up getting impeached and ultimately indicted, I know what defense I would use if he, if I were his lawyer. Order psychological tests immediately in order to prove him too mentally incompetent to stand trial. That shouldn't take too long to prove. That's that's a pretty good that's a pretty good guess. Uh, this is from Dan. Pete, as a VIP visually impaired person i've been legally blind since 2010 i always use a mobility cane the white blind guy cane it is especially helpful when my wife and i travel and most especially in very crowded environments like at the charlotte douglas airport while walking through the air uh, while walking through the airport on my wife's arm the white cane in the other hand has the same impact as moses parting the red sea <laughs> uh, a wide hole opens up the approaching foot traffic people are by and large very courteous and caring where blind and handicapped folks are concerned it kind of renews one's faith in human nature um and Here's another email. One of the provisions of Hunter Biden's sentence was that he could never own firearms again 
Uh, well, uh, even I would give up my firearms rights in exchange for Secret Service protection forever, right? I mean, who wouldn't? That's a good question. Yeah. Um, John says, while it's great that this plea deal was exposed to the public, I really, uh, it really won't matter. This Department of Justice is never going to charge Hunter with any serious crime, no matter what the evidence is. And I got a, a message here from Russ. He says, I had somebody tell me just this morning that there's nothing to the Hunter Biden corruption stories. Because if there was, the news would be covering it as much as the Trump scandals. Obviously, there's more to what's happening with Trump than the Bidens because of the level of coverage. There you go. All right. The bias in much of the mainstream media is not the stories they cover. It's the ones they cover with a pillow to smother. All right, now you've heard me talk about them. Old Grouch's Military Surplus. They're expanding with more ways to get your hands on authentic U.S. military surplus items. Go to oldgrouch.com. Check out the links for the online auctions for rare finds and the vintage shop. Unique, really cool items from modern tactical gear to historical collectibles. Tim at Old Grouch's is always finding new stuff. When I started the podcast at the beginning of the pandemic, my first advertiser was Old Grouch's. If you enjoy the show and derive any value from it, I'm hoping that you will consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. Have you ever heard of a guy named Greg Kassar or or Sazar? I love his salads, by the way. He no, he's a Democrat out of uh, Texas, and he is a progressive. He's a member of the squad. You'll be happy to know he survived his thirst strike. Not the first strike, his thirst strike. He was on a thirst strike. Did you know that? Did you know that such a thing ex uh, existed? I was not aware. I've heard of a hunger strike. This was just a thirst strike. I don't know if he was allowed to eat. I'm assuming he was allowed to eat, because that's not... That's not a thirst strike, right? He's not on a food strike. He's just saying he's not going to drink anything. He said he was doing this in solidarity with federal workers that, uh, because they, there was like a, a, a rule change that they were trying to get or something with like the federal employees to be able to take water breaks during hot weather. And look, it's hot. But I also have to tell you, I'm old enough to remember when it was hot in summer. Like this, I'm telling you, no, I'm serious. It used to be, back in the day, summers were hot. I recall temperatures going into the hundreds. And I grew up on Long Island. We didn't even have air conditioning. Get this, we called them heat waves. Yeah, there was a term for it even. I know a lot of the, like, the younger folks are not going to be aware of this because, you know, climate change is going to kill them. And they're led to believe that it's never been this hot just because the weather people have changed the color graphics on the green screens. So now like the, the, the maps look red instead of green like they did like forever. Now they're just now they look red like, ooh, angry heat. You're dying. Right. Um, and so we had like hundred plus degree weather multiple days in a row. And up north, a lot of places don't have air conditioning. Yeah, we slept with box fans. Yeah, box fans that would just blow warm air over you. That was it. That was what we had. Yeah, we just... And we didn't die. I know, it's nuts. But um, anyway, this guy, Greg Kassar, in order to stand in solidarity with federal workers, 
The guy lasted. See, this is the thing. Like, you can go for a while without food. You know that? You can probably last, depending on how large you are, um, you could probably last about two to three weeks or so without any food. I mean, you could probably, some people can last longer. I mean, it's not pleasant. I'm not advocating you do that. But uh, water? Yeah, you need the water. You'll, you'll die after like three days without water, which is why I always encourage people to be prepared. You know, it's not nutty tinfoil hat stuff. It's be prepared with a week's worth of water. Start there. Then, then get like a week's worth of food. Then the next step, just, you know, build up more water, build up more guns and ammo, build up more food, more guns, more ammo. No, I'm kidding. Well, not really. But yeah, so you start with the water. That's the key here. Anyway, this fella, Greg Kassar uh, from Texas, had pledged to abstain from liquids as he called for a federal heat rule to protect workers as they face higher temperatures across the country. Quote, today... I'm on strike on the steps of the U.S. Capitol, not drinking water or taking breaks through rain or shine in solidarity with our nation's workers. Currently, there are no federal protections for workers exposed to heat. And eight hours later, it was over. Yes, um, he basically, yeah, eight hours, it was over. And then everybody was cheering him as he sipped on a glass of water. I mean, gingerly, as if he was, like, you know, so dehydrated that if he drank too much water, he would, like, get a distended belly and die or something like that. But he made it eight hours, which is what I call sleep. Right? I, I, I just call that sleep. I, I don't drink any water eight hours a day every single day. It's an amazing feat. I did not realize I was in solidarity uh, with the federal workers. But... um but there you go. Uh, they've now said federal workers apparently are allowed to drink water at longer intervals than eight hours, I guess. They were prohibited from drinking water. I don't know. I, which is amazing to me because, again, as I said, we had very hot weather in the past in summers. That's why we called them summers because it was always really hot. And um, the, uh, the, the news never had like these stories about people dropping dead on federal work sites. So somehow or another, I don't know, maybe they were smuggling water in, right? Maybe they were just like drinking from rivers or something on shift. I don't know. We, yeah, we may need some sort of a special counsel investigation into that. Because think about all of the like, these guys. We're gold bricking, man, right? We're paying you to do this job. We're paying you not to drink water. And somehow or another on a 100 plus degree weather day, you're running out drinking water. Clear violation of the rules. It's ridiculous. Um... And then there's this. There's somebody who wants to see Joe and Kamala come to North Carolina more often, and that would be, no, 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 not the head of the Republican Party. No, this is the head of the Democratic Party. Not kidding. Yeah, Chairwoman Anderson Clayton, putting down her sippy cup, uh, is uh, calling on the president and the vice president uh, to come on down to North Carolina more often. Uh, She's urging the president and the Veep. Uh, to campaign more in North Carolina, claiming that the Democrat Party does not have a messaging problem. It has a showing up problem. She told the Washington Post um, that uh, she wants uh, both Joe and Kamala uh, to come to North Carolina to help build excitement in the party, which was vacant in the last presidential election and the 2022 midterm elections. Because that's what really motivates folks. It's seeing Joe Biden in action. 
all one word. I want Joe Biden and Kamala Harris to come to North Carolina and run strong on their record and also drum up that energy and excitement that we didn't have in 2020 and 2022 here on the ground. She said the administrators, uh, administration's work on expanding access to the Internet and reducing insulin costs were the two major issues the administration could address in North Carolina that would play well with voters. This is what they're... The, there you go. It's not a messaging problem. It's a showing up problem. That'll do it. Look, I am on board. I am on board. Please, please, oh, please, oh, please. Joe and Kamala come to North Carolina regularly. Thank you very much. All right, Brett Winterbull's up next. I'll see you tomorrow. Don't break anything while I'm gone. <laughs>